Good morning, my friend. The Marketplace of Ideas is open. It's great to have you along. Happy President's Day. We'll talk about that in more detail coming up this morning. Sad news from Burnsville, Minnesota yesterday. This was a big story uh, yesterday. Two police officers and a medic killed in Burnsville, uh, this was a man who had uh, barricaded himself inside of his home with seven children there, opened fire. Then officers were negotiating with him. I think negotiations had gone on for a period of time, and it sadly, just a tragic ending. So two officers killed, a paramedic also killed, and then uh, the man who Jet, the officers also died in the incident. So all of it started because of a domestic abuse call early yesterday morning. And the police chief of Burnsville, Minnesota, Tanya Schwartz, said her whole force was hurting. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz described it as a tragic loss for our state. So it was a domestic situation to which... Authorities were responding, and there were seven children inside the home between the ages of 2 and 15, and they were then barricaded in. So, um, and according to authorities, they say they spent quite a bit of time negotiating with this man, and then he opened fire, killed the three and inflicted non-life-threatening injuries on a fourth policeman. So we'll learn more about this today. Um, local media has been reporting that the gunman actually killed himself, which is not uncommon, sadly, in situations like this. So police say he had several guns and large amounts of ammunition. He shot at the first responders from different parts of the home. We don't know his name yet, but that likely will be released um, later on today. That is, uh, it's so troubling when you see stories like that. Big news yesterday. Also, Just about the entire population of California remains under flood alerts. California, as you know, recently had some incredible rainfall. And they're bracing now for more. So officials are urging people to stay off the roads early this week. So you got California trying to recover from that storm earlier this month where we saw record amounts of rainfall. All kinds of mudslides, hundreds of them were triggered as a result of the rain. And now they are expecting more. So their flood watches and evacuations are are already taking place in, uh, in California. That's a big story. One of the other big stories this morning is... Involving uh, Alex, this is an international story. Alexei Navalny. He was Vladimir Putin's largest political opponent, and he has been in jail. 
Well, he was apparently his uh, body had been reported as uh, uh, it's been found. Um, and it's covered in bruises. And this then is fueling a belief that it was Vladimir Putin that had Navalny killed. Which would have been a pretty likely scenario anyway. I mean, sadly. So Russian's prison service announced that um, on Friday. Now, again, we're talking about Vladimir Putin's main political opponent. So they announced on Friday that he had died in prison. And so fingers were immediately being pointed at, at Putin and the Kremlin and the um they we'll see what happened so he apparently russian authorities refused to turn over his body to the family and that is just inflaming that situation then even more but now and keep in mind, he was in a, a jail that was close to the Arctic. Okay, he was up. That's where they had, had, had set Navalny. And paramedics who were, who were in that area say that they found a collection of bruises on his body. And they, they said such damage occurs from convulsions. The person is convulsing. They're trying to restrain him, but the convulsions can be very strong, and that's why bruises appear. And this, according to paramedics, they say they tried to resuscitate him, and he died most likely from cardiac arrest. But why this uh, stop happened, no one is saying anything yet. Other stories that are big this morning. A group of truck drivers who support Donald Trump have announced that they will not be driving to New York City. They are upset with the civil fraud judgment that fined Trump more than $350 million last week. They're not happy about it, and as a result, they're saying, I'm not going to New York City. So this all comes in response to the uh, trial in, involving Trump. Um, he's barred from operating his business in New York for three years, being found liable for more than $350 million in damages. Um, this is in the civil fraud case brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. And as a result of this, um, truckers say they will not go to uh, New York State. One of them wrote on X, he's a trucker known as Chicago Ray, and he said, I'm just one of the many millions of truckers who believe in God and love this country. I will stand with Trump because Trump stands with me. Truckers for Trump ain't just a slogan, it's real, he said. 
And when the ruling came down then against uh, Trump, he started calling on fellow truckers to boycott taking shipments to New York uh, to New York City. And he said, I've been on the radio talking to drivers for about the past hour. And I've talked to about 10 drivers. I don't know how far across the country this is or how many truckers are going to start denying loads going to New York City. But I'll tell you what. Said F around and find out. So they are, and this is a big story this morning. So truckers for Trump boycotting driving to New York City because of the fraud ruling. And he's not the only one who's, who's talking about this. Alina Cardone, who is the wife of a wealthy real estate investor, created a GoFundMe page called Stand with Trump. Fund the $355 million unjust judgment. And her uh, her husband explained that 100% of funds will be forwarded to the Trump organization for his defense of this ridiculous uh, judgment. And Cardone wrote, I stand unwaveringly with President Donald Trump in the face of what I see as unprecedented and unfair treatment by certain judicial elements in New York. He said the recent legal battles he faces are not just an attack on him, but an attack on the very ideals of fairness and due process that every American deserves. So since they launched that fundraiser, I don't know what the current, uh, where they're at currently, but at the time of this report, they had already raised for Trump in excess of $300,000. So truckers showing their support, some, by refusing to go to New York City, Others who were donating money to help fund that judgment against Trump last week. And that's a big story. Also, over the weekend, this this is uh, uh, sad. At least six people were shot at a Waffle House in Indianapolis early this, this morning. This uh, occurred gunfire was heard at uh, about 12:30 this morning Eastern time at a popular chain restaurant. Two groups of people got into a fight, according to authorities. One woman was critically wounded in the shooting. She later died at the hospital. Three men and another woman also suffered gunshot wounds. They were taken to the hospital. They fortunately are in stable condition. And then a man who got himself to the hospital was in critical condition, police said. So police are trying to figure out what happened there. Again, likely we'll learn more details as today unfolds because this happened early uh, this morning. Over the weekend, legal experts voiced their uh, their opinions as to what's going to happen 
with uh, the Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis. Will she be disqualified? And a lot of different opinions. One of the things, I mean, seriously, there are not a lot of legal minds that I listen to because what I find is the opinions of, I mean, there was a day when the opinions of attorneys, oh, oh, I'm going to stop and pay attention. And I find, you know what, they're just like us. It's this, you know, (laughs) there are some legal minds that are out there, I think, that demand attention. Not true of all attorneys. It's like any other group of people. You have good people and maybe people in it that you would not agree with and so on. And uh, there are some that are really insightful and uh, some who aren't. (laughs) That's why they lose cases. (laughs) So this at Newsweek. Leftist Newsweek is out there. Fannie Wallace disqualification ruling. Legal experts predict the outcome. I'm more of the mind. Well, let's just wait and see what the outcome is, shall we? Shall we just wait and see? So, and they're all over the road. Exactly what you would expect. And this this is because in part, I think, you get involved in these political prosecutions, because this is what it was. It was a political prosecution aimed at Donald Trump to get him off the ballot. Uh, so politics becomes part of it, and then I think the credibility of many people becomes an issue, unfortunately. Shouldn't be that way. Sadly, it is. Also... Uh, we will talk about this this morning. I'm I'm fascinated by this. A new bill has been filed that would give states greater authority and legal standing to sue the federal government when it fails to enforce federal immigration law that's been established by Congress. And just the news.com has got details on this this morning. Republican representatives Chip Roy of Texas and Dan Bishop of North Carolina introduced the Standing Up to the Executive Branch for Immigration Enforcement Act or Sue for Immigration Enforcement Act. Um, And they they filed this last week. Um, The border is one of the issues that you and I talk about a lot. JustTheNews.com has got a poll. Even Democrats, then, are increasingly in disagreement with the Biden administration's response to what's going on on the border. So we'll talk about that. Meanwhile, you see now, New York Post has got this story this morning, that the Post has uncovered, they've got footage, and they've got interviews with U.S. residents along the Canadian border that show the migrant smuggling operation that's taking hold now in in the north. It's not just an issue on the southern border. And they talk about 
the residents of a town in Vermont. There's about 6,500 people, this town in, in Vermont. And they have been getting a firsthand look at what's going on. And one local man, a 52-year-old man, said, you know, I've got the Border Patrol guys on speed dial, he said, because of what he's seen. And because, uh, no, no, in Vermont, this is an area that it's um, known, you know, uh, for game and a lot of, um, there are a lot of trees and so on. And what it does then is provide a lot of camouflage for people who are, you know, smugglers and people who want to get into the country. They're able to do so. And so... Now, again, the number of crossings that we're seeing coming from the north do not match the numbers that we see happening along the southern border, but experts say migrants who make it to Mexico and have the money then for a a one-way plane ticket to Montreal or Toronto in Canada have caught on to the fact that they're much less likely to be caught along the northern border. So now we are seeing not only is it happening across the southern border, but the northern border as well. Again, admittedly, not in as great a numbers, but New York Post has got details on that. We'll get into it this morning. And I asked this question this morning for those of you who follow me on Facebook Today, of course, is President's Day. And I ask, what qualities, what qualities do you want most in a president? What are things that you are looking for in a president? Um, there has been some, Fox News has got a great piece by Brett Baer talking about, you know, their headline was, what makes a president great? And uh, Brett Baer uh, uh, talking about it. The art, and I don't think this is any surprise as we talk about our greatest presidents. The top five are Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. And Dwight D. Eisenhower are listed as the uh, top five. But I'm curious, what qualities do you want most in a president? George Washington's Mount Vernon conducted a poll asking the same question. And it's pretty interesting as you get into those poll results, what people were saying and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Again, you can, if you've got time this morning, please share your thoughts with me on Facebook. For those of you who follow me on Facebook, I appreciate it. Thank you for being there. And we'll open up the phone line coming up, uh, phone lines coming up after 7. And we'll get your thought on what you, what qualities you want to see most in a president. So we'll talk about that. And then, you know, I think there are a lot of questions that flow from that. 
put up. 86% of Americans say they want a president who is honest, exhibits ethical leadership, sets a standard for other politicians to follow, among other things that Americans are saying that they want. So that's a uh, look at uh, the big stories this morning.